Awesome. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Nice to see you all here, and nice to see you who came from the family room to join us in the big house today. Any of those here? Yeah? Cool. So thanks for being here. Um, hey, how come I got the middle seat? I like the window. It's got a good view. And I like the aisle. <laughs> what window? Stretch my legs. Uh, Tell yeah, me when yeah. the It's the fastest way by. to the bathroom I've found, too. <laughs> yes. My old age. I am, the guy, I am the guy that everyone hopes for in the middle seat. <laughs> Compact. Compact. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You're so cute. And... <laughs> oh, it's hey, so, it's let's like start over. Good morning, like everybody. You could just run around in my hand. <laughs> All right. Hey, so uh, about um, 29 years ago, this weekend was the first day of Lakeside Church. Woo! How about that? So this is our 29th anniversary together as a church, doing ministry together, and I know some of you have joined in, you know, in the later part of those journeys or whatever, of that journey. doesn't matter. We're all part of the story. We're all part of that family together. But I remember back 29 years ago, and we're in the Eagles Hall down on Sutter Street, and uh, my <laughs> wife led, yeah, that's yeah. a picture of, that was Lakeside Church back in the day. That it says fantastic. bingo on the side of the, you guys being <laughs> Brad creative bingo. offering. Fridays to, at 630, Yeah. Get the money. Yeah. All right. Did you wear the grand poobah hat thing when you... Never mind. It's all right. I was there the second weekend that happened. Moose Lodge next door. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that's those guys. I could still see your daughter, Breck, swinging on the the railing outside of that. Yeah. And now she's got kids of her own. Yeah. She does. I know. It's so fantastic. Have any pictures of... of Oh, you want to see pictures of my... Oh, gosh. Come on now. (laughs) I didn't even bring it up. Oh, they actually have... (laughs) I thought you might do that. Yeah, well. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, Battle of the Grandkids now. There's mine. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice, nice word. See, I thought you yeah. might pull that. Yeah, so. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're sorry for you. Uh, oh, so speaking about where we were all those years ago. So my wife used to lead the whole children's department. Like, I don't mean like this thing. I mean like in the kitchen at the Eagles Hall on the floor that I just mopped that morning at 5 o'clock. She had all four children that were in the church in those days, uh, in, the, in the kitchen, and then I was leading, you know, worship, and giving the message, and doing announcements, and all the stuff. That's how it was. I'm so glad that we're not there anymore. <laughs> Thank you for coming. We're delighted to have you here. It's good. So, um, yeah, and I'm so grateful for all the stuff that God has done among us, and through us into our community over these years. Right? Just amazing things that God has been doing. And even just in the last couple of weekends, some of the great stuff God has done to let us touch the community around us. So last Saturday, a week ago, we hosted the Folsom Community Service Day, and there were 2,500 volunteers from our community that came out and said, I'm going to serve. Yeah. Like, that is so great. And we got to host that here at Lakeside. And then yesterday, and many of you were involved in this too, yesterday we hosted the Break Free Run out here. It started and finished on Lakeside's property. And uh, that was a run to help raise awareness of and help raise funds uh, to, to um, counter all the stuff that happens in sex trafficking these days. And so a beautiful chance for everyone to come out and run and, and to support a good cause for that. So a lot of good stuff that Lakeside's involved in these days. And you did, you had a good time, I hear. I had a good time. I mean, a good, I time, a good time, yay, but your time was My good, yeah? time was, yeah, I had a PR, John. For those of us that don't run, need you to explain that. PR. What's a PR? Personal record. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Huh? Nice. I had a PR. 
personal rest time that morning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, was not running. I slept in longer that day than I have in a long time. Yeah, well. Personal record. No. You know what I got to do because I ran and you guys probably didn't get to do? I had an apple fritter after that. Oh, that's fantastic. It was fantastic. It's I had gone. one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got to run tomorrow again to make up for that, but that's all right. So before we tell you what's coming this year, we want, this is Vision Weekend for us here at Lakeside. That's why we wanted uh, the people from the family room together with us. We could talk about this all together and, uh, and hear and, and sense and feel this thing together. We're going to talk about where we're heading this year. And just before we get to that, I just want to tell you about these two uh, gentlemen that you see next to me on the window and the aisle seats. <laughs> and uh, we started this journey about a year ago, just over a year ago, where we said, let's just share leadership among us. Let's have a church where we have three leaders and not just one leader, and let's just share that. And it's not like the only way to do church. There's a lot of ways to do church, but you have to know uh, from my perspective how great this has been for me and for us. Everybody has gifts. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have spiritual gifts that God has built into your life. And I have certain gifts that he's built into my life, and I have other things that he has not built into my life. And because these guys operate with me in what we call a trio of leadership here at Lakeside, it has freed me up mostly to focus on the things that I'm good at, the things that I'm gifted to do, and not do the other things that I'm not so gifted at because they're gifted in those ways. And watch that happen to live out really what God has described for us in Scripture, where he describes all these different gifts and how they're used. To be able to do that together has been so life-giving to me in my journey as one of the leaders of Lakeside. It's really been a great thing. So I want, you don't always get to see behind the scenes, but that's kind of what's going on among us. And the relationship between us has just been sweet and beautiful and healthy and uh, motivating as we go forward. So mm. thank you guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, I, I love that phrase, freed up. And, and that's what we want really for all of us. All of us as followers of Jesus, if we're following Jesus, we have a gift or guess. And we want you to be freed up this year to experience that joy. And no matter what your gift is, no matter how God has you serving or, or, or wherever you live or wherever you come from, really the, the purpose behind that gift and being freed up we believe, is to be hope. And as Josh said, we've been talking a lot about that. And you've, you've heard me probably say, if you've been around, that the finding the pain part hasn't been that difficult. I mean, it's really changed the way that I see every relationship. Because when we wake up in the morning and we look in the mirror, there's, there's pain there. When we look at our family and our friends, there's, there's pain there. Wherever we go, when we look at our region or we just go on Facebook or, or we watch the news, our world is filled with pain and the call that God has given to us is to be the hope. He sends us on this mission for whatever reason God has this plan A and his plan A is to work through people. And he doesn't have a plan B and so he's telling us go out and be the hope and 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 that's what he modeled for us. Jesus comes to this earth and he sits shoulder to shoulder with pain and he experiences the same type of pain that we experience. But his journey didn't end there because he went to the cross and then he rose from the dead. So there's actually power. So the possibility of being hope is all there. And he, and he tells his first followers, he, he says, I want you to go be hope in this world. And so that's the mission that is ahead of us. And we've been on this for a year and we, we got together with our, our, our leaders and our, and our pastors on staff and we all sort of just in unison said, we need more time with this. We need more traction with this. We need to better be the hope 
this year than we were last year. And so we want to do everything that we can do, um, whether it's with our finances or whether it's with our programs at the church, everything that we schedule, everything that we plan, we want it to be something that is equipping us so that we can all be the hope in our oikos, those 8 to 15 people that God has sovereignly placed us in relationship with. In our, in our greater area here in the Folsom, El Dorado Hills, the surrounding region, we want to be the hope the best that we can be. Yeah. It's what disciples do, right? So we, we have this mission that we've been on for all these 29 years. It says uh, we want to transform as many people as possible into passionate and productive followers of Jesus. That's what we're all about. Everything is about that. And it's, that's about being a disciple of Jesus or a follower of Jesus. And Jesus, like Sean said, he left heaven to come to earth. Why? Because he saw pain here. And he goes, I can bring hope here. I'm going to bring hope here. And so if that's what Jesus did for us, and then he says to his disciples, I want you to go and make disciples of Jesus, then we have to be asking, well, what is the thing that he wants us to do? What does he want us to be about? He wants us to do, to do the same things that he himself did. So I love the fact that the, the words that Jesus gave to his disciples were this, you go and make disciples. And I'm, I'm always trying to find an easy way, easier way to understand scripture and what God's talking about in the scripture. And so I love this statement he makes. Jesus says, uh, go and make something. How many of you are good at making something? You know, and some of you go, oh, I'm good. And some of you go, I'm not good at making stuff. But Jesus calls us as his followers to go and make something. What is that? disciples go and make followers of jesus and so we're talking this year about how do we craft something with our lives that is beautiful that is life-giving and that reflects the hope that jesus brings so you're going to hear us over the next few months uh, talking about following jesus in terms of living a well crafted life leaning into practicing these crafts that we believe like we all have this toolbox that God gives us and there's practices there's crafts that fit in that toolbox so we know if we're winning so we see progress so um, we're going to be talking about all of those things this year and we want you to be part of the conversation with us and you're going to hear that that language a lot um I had a bunch of songwriters over at my house last week and budding songwriters, and we were sitting around a campfire, and we were sharing these songs. Most of the people that were around that campfire don't consider themselves songwriters. They're learning how to write songs. And some of them have been musicians their entire life. But then you find, you know, when you really lean into something, sometimes it surfaces all of your inadequacies and you you start to understand the things that you don't know or the things you didn't even know that you didn't know. And uh, and it can be intimidating uh, for a musician if they're learning songwriter, uh, learning how to be a songwriter. It can be so intimidating that it, it shuts them down and they just kind of scoot uh, through life. Uh, or it could be something that say, they say, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to embrace this challenge. I want to get better at this. I'm going to lean into this and make this a practice in my life. And we think that's how it is with life with Jesus. As, as Jesus followers, there's some things that can seem like a daunting task to us, and it can shut us down, or we can lean into it. And so uh, this year, we're going to be uh, talking about practicing five crafts uh, in particular, uh, those being scripture, uh, prayer, generosity, connection, and service. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today, and we've been leaking that out over the last few weeks uh, as well. Uh, One of those things that I'm excited about is the craft 
of Scripture. And when I first started following Jesus as, as a little boy, uh, my neighbor made a huge impression on me by giving me a Bible and writing a message in the beginning of this Bible. And we memorized Bible verses together. I remember uh, having to remember uh, or memorize a whole slew of Bible verses to go on a backpack trip when I was in junior high. And um, all of those things come back to help me either get in front of the pain or process pain as I'm going through it or help other people process their pain. Those words are life-giving to me. And a lot of them are in songs. I was thinking about this in my office uh, yesterday about how many little songs I've learned over the years that are just taken right from Scripture. Uh, most of them sound like Viking drinking songs, but that's besides the point. It's you, like you know, re- you know Viking drinking songs? The kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. <laughs> I'll teach it to you if you want to know. There's, there's, a, there's a bunch of those things, but, but they're helpful uh, to me. Those little songs come in, and I go, oh, this is, this is something that informs my life. Uh, and so for me, it, it's, it's a precious part of what it means to be a Jesus follower. And I really don't think that you can be successful as a Jesus follower unless you embrace Scripture. You lean into it. You ask questions of it. You grapple with it. And you let it inform your life as well. So. Yeah. Awesome. Let me give you a little bit of a preview where we're going to end up today as we're talking about these five crafts. We don't think it's enough just to go, oh, yeah, I know what the church does, and I know there's these five things. We think it's really important for us to engage that process, each of us ourselves. So in a little bit, we're going to ask you to take one of these crafts for the year and say, this is the craft as a follower of Jesus that I want to focus on this year. So we've got some tables up front. There's cards on them. We'll describe how to do that in a little while. But I want you to be thinking as we talk about these crafts of the spiritual life, these crafts of being a follower of Jesus... Which one is for you? Which one is the one that you go, man, if I could just, if I could work on that thing, my life would be a a more well-crafted life as a follower of Christ. So I love the scripture piece. Uh, That's been like the the strong suit of my life, I think, over the years. And the one that I'm going to, but the craft that I'm going to focus on this year for me is prayer. I know for, I've been on a, I've been on a 30-year run of trying to become a prayer, uh, there is something about our connection with God that is uh, engaged and encouraged through prayer. And I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. Many of you know that. Some of you are always shocked when I say that. But uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I keep to myself and things. And I love it when God talks to me because he does that through the scripture. I'm like, yeah, give me that. And then he says to me, so Brad, what do you have to say to me today? I'm like, I don't know. You know, and I'm just like... Is that how you talk to God? Don't know. (laughs) Because that's funny. It's it's cute, John. It's not funny. It's cute. You guys give me the middle seat, then you mock me. Oh, it's it's friendly. Uh, Friendly. Yes, I talk to God like I'm not as smart as He is. Yes, I do. (laughs) Well, that's good. That That is good. uh, So I'm. I've learned a lot about prayer over the course of my life. Over the last thirty years, where I've made this a pursuit, I've learned. I've learned more to be a prayer, but I still want to expand that relationship with God in that way. I've learned in my life that, for example, the Lord's Prayer is a beautiful pattern that He invites us to pray. Sometimes we go, well, I shouldn't just pray the same thing. It's like, well, not the exact same thing, but He doesn't mind. In fact, He encourages us to walk through a pattern where we start with Him and then we move to, you know, through the things that He desires for the world and for us, and then we move on to the things that we desire and need for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a great pattern for me. I would love to see some of you who go, 
prayer is the craft that I need to focus on, maybe you learn some things like that this year. I got a buddy who's a prayer. He, he puts stuff on his, a post on his Facebook page every week, Monday morning, every week he goes to all of his friends, how can I pray for you this week? And people respond to him by the dozens, like, pray for this, pray for that. He's a guy who, he, he goes, he'll be walking down the street and he'll find someone who's got their hood up on their truck and they got their head all the way down in the engine compartment. He'll walk by, he'll talk to them and build, you know, strike up a conversation and then he'll go, hey, can I pray for you? You have no idea how many strangers my friend prays for just because he's willing to ask, could I pray for you? It's amazing. So I want to be like that in my, like that or some way I want to be growing in the craft of prayer this year. That's my goal. If you ever see me working on my car in my yard, uh, pray for my wife and kids and my neighbors for all the things that are coming out of my mouth at that time because I'm not going to, well, so. Is language a craft that we should talk about? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but to encourage you about prayer, though, since I mocked you earlier. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Make it better. Um, no. It, so the funny thing is, for me, we've been connected to each other for many for years, years. Yeah. many years. 29. And, um, and you've encouraged me as a prayer. I've learned uh, more about prayer by watching you. And mm, so cool. that's interesting to me that, that that's something that is a highlight that you want God to work on. You don't feel maybe like you're an aficionado at it. And I looked at you and I thought, ah, oh, I, want, I want that. Mm-hmm. So I love you, That's man. awesome. Thanks, buddy. That's awesome. Appreciate that. You guys made up. <laughs> we did. We're good. We did. Now. Go. We're all good. So okay. prayer and scripture. And, and so that kind of takes up sort of this vertical relationship. You know, just us and God. And, and these things bleed out into others. You know, your, your friend praying for, for others. And, uh, and, but God, God created us as relational beings. It's not just us and God, right? There's, there's people all around us, people in our lives that we're in relationship with. And so one of the other crafts that we're going to be focusing on this year is the idea of connection. When I was younger and I, 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 I became a Jesus follower when I was in college, and I remember it, it was really hip at the time for people in my generation to say, yeah, I got Jesus, but I don't need this church thing. And I always knew sort of inside, like, that doesn't sound right to me, but I didn't really understand why. And then I started to discover the beauty of God and the fact that we believe one of our foundational theological beliefs is that God exists. He is one God in three persons. And God doesn't exist any other way. In other words, God exists in the context of relationships. The scripture also tells us that we're created in the image of God. And so we are created literally in the image of relationship, in the image of community. So connection is vital for us. And I don't know about you, I, I, I'm the other introvert up here, and I use way too many words every single day. I have this job where I talk all the time, and I go over my quota, and then when I get home, I, I have words I have to say at home as well, or it won't be good for me. I have to connect there as well. And so you so want us to take over now? You, so you you're going to have to take over. Up? I'm really close. I'm redlining right now. You know, This is the last gathering of the weekend. So... Um, but we have to connect with one another. And I want to I get better at that. I want to get better at sitting down and, and, and going deep with people and, and laughing and, and enjoying life. God created us to be in relationships. So that's another one of the crafts we're going to be working on this year. And we actually create environments for this all the time. We put stuff on the calendar. Some are really small environments, like a grow group. Or uh, some are, are bigger, like we're going to have this thing called a toolbox meetup. 
And it's all going to be about learning about Scripture and, and how do we unpack Scripture and why does Scripture say that and, and wrestling with it and kind of fighting about it in, in, in a really good way and, and, and discovering how is God speaking to us through the Scripture. Some are huge environments. We're going to do this thing called the Corner Fair where people can bump into each other and laugh and eat cotton candy, and, and it's fantastic. And so all the things that we do are designed to equip us to make progress in one of these five crafts. And, and connection is a huge one for us. Mm. Yeah. I, I should probably mention, you mentioned the Toolbox Meetup. The one on Scripture is actually going on Wednesday nights through the month of October, too. So if you want to get connected to that, uh, you can fill out that card that's in the row in front of you. You can go to the info bar. If, if you have questions about how to do that, where to find that, how to get registered online, you can always call us here uh, or send us an email. And we want to make it as easy as possible for you to be involved in those things. Um, the thing that I'm going to lean into this year more than anything is uh, generosity. And uh, I think as I, as I look over the course of my life, the people who are my heroes, the people who are following Jesus, and I, I look at them and I say, oh, I, I want to be like them, uh, are the most generous people in the world. They, they hold things loosely. Uh, they give things away. Their, their homes are always open. They're big supporters of their churches and causes and, and communities. And when I, was, when I was young, when I was not yet 20, uh, and you were not yet 30, mm-hmm. um, you probably remember this. I was I can horrible. remember that far back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you go that far yeah. back? Yeah. Uh, I was horrible with my money. Um, I, I wanted to be a millionaire. I, I thought maybe God was calling me into ministry, and I fought that, or at least thought maybe I could be a millionaire minister. That's something I could do. And so, <laughs> is, that, uh, is that a thing, millionaire minister? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would have not been good at that. Anyway, I, I, well, because I modeled that I wasn't good at it. And I actually, I sold insurance in my, in my uh, well, late teens, early 20s, and, and I got really good at it. And I made, I made a bunch of money in my mind, you know, all this money was coming in. And I thought, what am I going to do with this money? I'll spend it, you know. So I, I spent it all and, and crash and burn, Mav. I mean, it was like, yeah, it, that was an 80s reference from Top Gun that yeah. just happened. Nice but job. yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> I, I was horrible with it. And so the decades that f- have followed that, um, I've asked God to make me more generous. And, and I'm thankful that I do believe I'm, I am more generous today than, than I was in those days. I'm, I'm way more generous, but I also feel like I have a long way to go. And there, there is something that happens when we hold our stuff loosely, when we give it away to other people, when we give our money away. Um, and I, I just want more of that. Um, Mike Klockenbrink, if you don't know him, he's on staff with us here. He's, he's been a buddy for years. I love the passion that he has to help people get out of debt, uh, become financially free, uh, build a legacy for their family. And there's always something that he's leading here at the church. Uh, He's got a stack of cut-up credit cards in vases on his desk where uh, people who have, you know, broke free of those those chains. Um, And I I think, man, I want to be more like Mike, not only generous in my own heart and soul, but I want to teach people to be more generous. And the only way you can do that is when you learn it for yourself. Um, mm. So that's a big one yeah. for me. 
That's awesome. awesome. I'm glad you brought up Mike because I, I watch Mike every single week. In fact, we were, we were just talking this week was a busy week for him. I watch him sit down and talk to people and be generous with his heart every single week. And it's a beautiful thing. And this, this is where these, these things do, they, these different crafts bleed into one another. They're not in these nice little neat lanes apart from one another because Mike gives his life away. And there's something very antithetical about that, but there's something so beautiful about the fact that when we give ourselves away, we actually get, we receive, we are filled up, we are living with purpose and mission, and this is the way God has shaped us to live out life. And so the, the other craft, the last craft, is this idea of service, that, that we were designed to serve one another. Jesus came, and he's sitting around his disciples, and they're arguing, they're fighting over who's the greatest, and and he has to remind them that he came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And we want to be about that at Lakeside. We want the community around us to think of Lakeside Church as a bunch of people following Jesus that are about serving others. I mean, isn't that a beautiful thought? And I believe as we become more proficient at that, as we grow at that, as we are stretched at that, we will more effectively be the hope in this area. And so we want to provide lots of opportunities to practice that and to get better at service. Yeah. So we have these five crafts that we're talking about this year. Again, we're going to ask you to focus on at least one of them for you, maybe one of them for you. And we're going to talk about them as a whole church as well. So from November through April, we're going to do a series of five series through the scriptures talking about each one of those crafts. So starting in November, we'll, I think, focus on generosity then, and then we'll just work through the, through the five of them uh, from then through Easter or up until about Mother's Day and just go, as a church, how do we engage in those five things so that we are more like Jesus, so that when we live out our lives like Jesus, we're more and more equipped, better and better able to be the hope to those who are in pain. Can you guys put those dates back up there for just a second? Because I think if we write these down, too, this is a great way to invite our friends into Lakeside Life. Uh, knowing that these things are coming up, I think these are very you know, felt-need kinds of things. Yeah. Um, it would be for, for your neighbor who's wondering about prayer or, um, you know, my neighbor just told me the other day that they were excited about to see the things that lakeside was doing in the community and i thought that oh that's a good conversation starter for service and and i want to be able to invite my friends to hear these things uh, another highly invitational thing that we have happening this year that is starting in january is called uh, alpha and i don't know if you know anything about alpha alpha was started in the late 70s in england in the anglican tradition but the guys who started this right in the beginning they said you know uh, this is more than an anglican thing we have way more in common with other denominations than we have things that separate us. We have Jesus in common. And they created this wonderful conversation piece that goes over a few weeks that's highly invitational for you uh, to bring your friends into a spot where they can ask the tough questions about life. They go, why am I here? Is there a role for me? Uh, who is this Jesus? You know, what does the Bible mean for me? And in a super safe environment. So our friend Trudy Hoekstra got together with us quite some time ago, and she has, she's a super passionate person. She's a beautiful human, and she uh, had this passion for Alpha, and she talked to us about it, and we were crying like 
little girls at the end of it. You know, we were, or boys. I was crying like a little boy. You were crying yeah. like a little boy, a little <laughs> tiny, tiny boy. And, and uh, Middle seat. you brought it on yourself. And, uh, and no, it was, it was a beautiful thing. So uh, Trudy is teaming up with Steve Wright, an out- outreach team, and beginning in January. Uh, just know that that's coming up. If you find yourself here today and you're like, well, I, yeah, bringing your friend is, is good, but, but actually that's where I'm at. You know, I, I'm, I'm right there at the beginning, and I have a bunch of questions about where I fit. Then it's perfect for you. And, and grab one of your friends who might be in the same boat. It's, it's absolutely perfect. We're looking forward to that happening. So mark your calendars. Look for it happening mid-January and be part of Alpha. That's, mm, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, because the reality is, is that there's tough questions that we wrestle with, and we need a place to do that where it's safe, where... Where, where we can ask any question, and no question is a dumb question. We can wrestle with those things, and, and we'll see uh, in that journey, people will decide to follow Jesus, and that's a beautiful thing. But when we decide to follow Jesus, we begin this long, long journey, this marathon, this lifelong journey, and in that journey, there's other questions deeper questions, really challenging questions that God will bring us face-to-face with. And these are some of the deep heart questions, the soul questions of life. And so another thing that we're going to be doing this next year in 2017 is going on this journey that we're calling Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. We just believe that to be spiritually mature, we also have to be emotionally mature. So I grew up in, a, in this stream of Christianity that said whoever has the most Bible verses memorized wins. <laughs> or whoever can argue the other person back into a theological corner, then, then, then you're mature. And, and, and whoever sort of knows the most and can say the most, they're going to be the most mature. But the reality is, is that you can walk with Jesus for a long time and be, be broken inside. And some people don't discover that, and, and many people discover it, and, and they don't know how to deal with it. I had this strange experience last spring. Every spring, as you know, I, I, I sort of take this personal retreat, and I'm by myself. And this time, I decided to read through some of my journals. I, I actually read the last two years of my journals, and I started to see a theme pop up over and over. And there was this word in my journaling, and it was the word anger. And I, I guess I only journal when I'm a little bit angry. I, I don't know what the deal. I feel sorry for the person that has to read those someday. So how often do you journal? Just, ho- hopefully not too much. Yes. Hopefully it's, it's limited. Brad's but, journal say, Sean is angry. Sean, Sean is angry. <laughs> Sean is angry. <laughs> and Sean, no. And so we, gotta, we have to discover those things, right? We have to, we have to sit and, and do a bit of introspection, do a bit of soul excavation and go, okay, how am I going to deal with the discouragement or the depression or the anger or the different things that actually don't go away and they actually leak out in the worst you know, areas, in the worst times on, on the people that we love. And so we want to grow up emotionally. So we're going we're gonna to take this head on. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be deep, but I think it's going to be incredible incredibly healthy for us to do that journey together. Yeah, so some of, some of us have walked with Jesus for a long, long time and, and maybe never engaged with some of those emotional issues that we can deal with. So that's going to be great on that end of the journey. And, and anyone is welcome in that piece. Uh, but some of us who have walked with Christ for a long time might find that really eye-opening. But then we, we want to be on the other end of the journey as well. For those of you who are just beginning to follow Jesus, we know there's a lot of people at Lakeside. We've always had a very big open door for people that 
uh, don't know what it looks like to follow Jesus at all. So some of you have just begun your journey of faith in Christ. Some of you maybe haven't even really started. You're sort of investigating who he is, but you haven't made a decision to go, Jesus, I'm in. I'm all in. I don't even know what that looks like, but I'm all in. You haven't even got there yet. And so we're going to offer some things. We're, they've already started, but they're this month and next month leading up to a baptism we're having on the 22nd and 23rd of October. We're having these things called Backyard Begins. We used to host these begin classes here at the church, all classroom and formal and structured and things like that. And we thought, well, what if we just, what if we just practice even now some of the, one of the um, crafts called generosity? What if we say, let's just let's be generous with our homes and invite people into our homes to do these begins? So we're calling them Backyard Begins. If it's too cold, we'll do it in the living room or we'll light the fire outside or something. But our pastors of the church are going to host these Backyard Begins. And we would love to have you, especially if, you, if you're, like I say, in the early stages of your journey with Jesus, come and join us in our home and let's talk about the story of Christianity. Let's talk about the whole flow of Scripture and how it works and how do you make sense of this book and and what is this all about? We want to talk that stuff through. And how do you involve yourself personally in a relationship with Jesus? How does that happen? How does faith enter into your life? And we're going to describe all those things in these Backyard Begins. So they're coming up soon. Mine is October 13th. We weren't going to tell you that, but I want you to come to mine. So October, ter- <laughs> October 13th is mine uh, that we're going to have. And uh, I would love to have you come and join me for that. Well, that's not threatening at all, man. They can go to yours. They can. But if you want to come to one that's fun that you're going to talk about with your friends, then mine is uh, September 30th. <laughs> I no, yours is going to be fun. Carl is doing it with I'm gonna have to me. Carl's going to be Carl, I'm going to have to fun. heal yes. from this day yes. today uh, after this. Do I need to sing to you? <laughs> sing me a Viking party song. Yeah, with scripture in it. That would be fun. <laughs> I'm having one too. Yes. El Dorado Hills. Be no, there. you have one in El Dorado Hills. October That's 11th. Right. Yeah, fantastic. It'll be fun. Lisa Tudor will be there with all of her friends. Yeah. It'll be great. Good. So we got these things coming up, and we would love to have you come and join us. We got a baptism coming up. So at these backyard begins, we're going to describe baptism. So if you haven't made that step of faith yet in your journey with Jesus, we would love to have you go through that. There's really nothing in your life that is um, such a beautiful picture of your relationship with Jesus as baptism and how it portrays the death and resurrection of Christ and how we're identified with him in the midst of that. So we'll describe that at those Backyard Begins, too. So you can sign up for those at lakesidechurch.com or go to the info bar afterwards, and they'll help you get set up for one of those. Okay? All right. Those things and five crafts. Five crafts of the life with Jesus that we want you to engage in this year. 29 years ago, uh, I was sitting in our church uh, that Don and I were participating in in Scotts Valley down by Santa Cruz, and uh, the Lord was knocking on our door going, hey, I want you to go start a church. I want you to go start a church. And honestly, it took me a while to understand what God really wanted, what he was hoping for me, what he was hoping for us, what he was hoping for this community. It was hard to see that at first. But once I got the picture of what God was doing in us and what he wanted to do through us, like we left our home to come to Folsom to get Lakeside Church started. He called us into that, I believe. And you're here, I think, because he made that call to us, and we said yes to that call 29 years ago. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to invite you to make a move today. I'm not asking you to leave your home. That's between you and God, and whenever, you know, whatever. But I am going to invite you to leave your seat today. So at every table on the front where the candle uh, sticks are, 
there are a bunch of cards. They look like this. And uh, there's a stamp, a rubber stamp on each table. There's also some pens. If you want to write it instead of stamp it, you can do that. But at, at every table, there's these stack of cards. And we want you to decide which craft you think God wants you to, to focus on this year, to play with, to work on this year. And we want you to move to that table where that stamp is and decide, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emphasize this craft in my spiritual life this year. So just so you know where the stamps are, the far one on that end is the scripture. It'll say scripture. You can stamp your card with that. Or the next one over is prayer. Uh, the next one over is generosity. And then on this side, there's connection and service. And some of you, you know, you'll go, I, I, want, a, I want all five stamps. So I remember where the crafts are. You, you can do that. That's fine. Uh, there's a lot of people in the room, so it's going to take some time. If you're way back there and you go, oh, I really want to be involved in service or focus on that, you might want to use the back row to get over there because it's going to be crowded up front. But the band's going to play a song, and the song is an invitation from God to do something in our life. And I want you to consider this an invitation through us from God to do something in your life this year to focus on one of these crafts as a passionate and productive follower of Jesus so that your life is changed and so that the lives of other people around you are changed this year. Let's be the hope.